0: Listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here is your host, Jeff Harding.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to episode 60 for the next generation. Well, for this 60th episode, Uh, I finally debuted my first ever video interview, uh, and I'm doing it with my good buddy and returning guest, Jeremy Carlton. I talked to him back uh, on episode 21 about suffering and the ups and downs of ministry and talking to students about what God has for them in good and tough seasons of life. Uh, So Jeremy heads up Shepherd at Home. It's a nonprofit organization with a goal of sharing practical tools for building stronger families. And this was a joint interview uh, episode. And so Jeremy is showing this as an episode for his YouTube channel. And I'm showing it on YouTube as well as uh, sharing it here on the usual podcast outlets. And Jeremy and I trade questions about at-home dynamics with families, parents, kids, and of course, youth ministry. Also, this will be the final episode that I record until the fall. I am taking a little sabbatical from the podcast to refresh, spend some good time with family, engage in a packed summer with my students, and develop some new content and a list of new guests for the fall. So, enjoy this interview with jeremy
0: all right hey everybody welcome to another uh, episode um with shepherd at home and i am here with my guest jeff harding he is uh, uh the he heads up youth ministry maverick.com does awesome podcasts awesome podcast um jeff thanks for being my guest this morning Yeah,
1: bro. And thanks for being my guest uh, on Youth Ministry Maverick. This is my first video uh, episode conversation. Uh, We are doing a joint episode. So we'll both be releasing this video and I'll be releasing the audio on my own channels and Jeremy on his YouTube channel. So thanks for being my guest as well.
0: Hey, Jeff, tell me a little bit about Youth Ministry Maverick and um, where people can find you.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Youth Ministry Maverick is a podcast. It's for unconventional, outside-the-box thinking and approaches toward traditional uh, local church youth ministries for youth workers, youth pastors, parents. Uh, And you can find us at youthministrymaverick.com or wherever you stream podcasts. And as people will find out with this video, we also have a YouTube channel. Cool. Cool. Yeah. How about you, man? Where can we find Shepherding at Home?
0: So Shepherd at Home is um, a blog, which I don't have a ton of blog posts yet. Um, but it's, so you can see org, And then you can also find us a big, the big place where we are is on YouTube and um, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shepherd at Home. And um, we're a a YouTube channel that's committed to bringing practical tools towards building stronger families. So yeah. So here we are. Yeah, here we are, man. You and our first collab. Heck yeah. Excited. Cool. So I got a couple of questions for you and you got a couple of questions for me. We're going to go back and forth on this a little bit. And hopefully um, youth ministries can have some tools that they can put in their pocket Hopefully families can have some tools that they put in their pocket. And we can all be better off because of it. Sound cool? Sounds good. All right. So first question for you is not all youth ministries are created equal, right? So um, what should parents look for in a youth ministry or what should they look out for?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, you're right. Youth ministries are not all created equal. Um, and that I think is a good thing. Uh, And I just want to give a few examples to answer your question. The first thing I think they should look out for is authenticity. Uh, With this digital hyped up generation, um, there's a lot of good angles for lights and a stage and all these elements to really welcome students and pump them up. But you want to be able to find a youth ministry and youth workers who actually care and invest and deliver truth and deliver good subject matter to students and not just make it about numbers, gathering people, having good pictures for social media. You want authentic leaders. And you can find that out pretty quickly by how they respond to you as parents, by how they welcome your students, what they actually give them to think about and talk about. So that's point number one. Uh, point number two, I think, uh, is you want a youth ministry that isn't going to try and uh, butt up against or equal your influence as a parent. And we're going to talk about that more in a little bit. Um, but you should really have youth ministers and youth workers who want to help you as you parent your students and not try and take the place of you or have youth workers to say, hey, you know, if you don't feel like you can tell your parents, you can just tell me, right? You don't want that. You want people who are up front and are for your family, are for you as the main authority in your students' lives. So those are a few good things. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, to bring up your point, when New students show up to a youth ministry. Uh, You know, youth ministries, I feel like, work hard to make sure they welcome those new students, right? They usually have a welcome team of adults and students uh, looking for them when they come in. But when it comes to welcoming or introducing themselves to their families, uh, that's kind of an afterthought. And so how can youth workers and youth ministries really welcome those new students and their families
0: as well as just the students when they come in? Well, that's a great question, Jeff. Um, I I do think that our welcoming, greeting, making people feel like we're friendly is one of the most underrated ministries of not only the youth ministry but the church in general. So when we um, have our welcome teams and our greeters and the smiling faces, I think that that is so incredibly important. But then to, like you said, to take it a step further, how can we make sure that the families Feel welcomed, feel greeted, feel connected with. Um, one of the the things that I think is is very practical, very very helpful, but it's a little bit labor intensive. Is um, in today's digital world, it's so easy to blast off an email, to blast off a text, to send some sort of systematic response or welcome or or something through Facebook or a generate an email or something like that. But to handwrite something to the parent to the student as soon after they visit as possible, I think is, is incredible. It's a, it's a a huge ministry. It says a ton about your value for people. So if you can handwrite something, if you can have the small group leader handwrite something, have a little card in the, in the small group leader um, folder. So where that leader can say, thanks so much for joining us. We hope to see you next week. Um, bring this back for a free t-shirt or something like that. And put it, and you can tell when something is handwritten. I think that goes miles for telling how they care about people. And so, um, the, the the second thing is um, if <clears throat> if you could actually make any kind of a of a phone call or a or a personal text or something like that to the parent. I tell our small group leaders all the time that it's really, really important to try to actually connect to the parent. They gave us their phone number, uh, the, the kids' phone numbers. So you say, hey, um, what's your, you maybe text them or call them, and say, hey, what's your parent's phone number? I just like to chat with them and get on a first name basis. Or if you can get, if the parent drops them off, you can, and they fill out their phone number, you can call the parent and say, Hey, um, Sally visited church on Wednesday night. And um, my name's uh, my name's Susan, and I am your your kid's small group leader. And I just thought I'm going to be teaching them about the Bible, teaching them about spirituality. We should get on a first name basis. And um, and just if you have any questions, um, give me a call. This is my cell phone number. Um, give me a text. If you have any comments, if you need help with anything, I want to be on the same team and I want to support you as a parent. So I think that. That phone call to the parent, that connection to the parent just says, just gets them to know a little bit of who you are and that you want to partner with them instead of just telling their kid how to live their life. You know, we want to actually partner with parents. And so send them a card, give them a phone call. I think those things are, are hugely important. And yeah. a lot of times we don't do it, you know. So just just take the time and send a card, make a call, and it'll be awesome. Yeah,
1: it'll be a nice surprise. And that tangible face-to-face, real um, interaction uh, is something that when people receive it, I think oftentimes they realize how much they don't have that and they appreciate that. And especially first-time, new students, new yeah. environment, to have the adults reach out to not just your student, but to you as a parent, that should make them feel great. So,
0: And it really is a cooperation. A cooperation between the church and parents, which leads me to my next question for you. Um, there's there's a lot of curriculum out there. There's a lot of a lot of publishing houses. One of the biggest ones, one of the most popular ones, is the Orange Curriculum with um, with Rethink, and they have this this idea. The whole the idea of Orange comes from the uh, how red um, is represented by the unconditional love of a parent. Yellow is represented by the uh, It represents the golden lampstand of the church, as uh, mentioned in Revelation. So you put red and you put yellow together. It makes a more exciting, more dynamic color orange. The idea is that you have the parents and you have the church working together uh, to have a greater impact for the student. So my question is, you know, it's easy for youth ministries to say, all right, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're telling the parents, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. But, how can parents connect with the youth ministry? How can they partner with the youth ministry in order to have a greater impact if we're really going to be working together?
1: Yeah, great question uh, because I don't think that's the perspective often taken with this issue. It's usually how can we reach out better to parents? but we need, it. first of all, those of us in ministry need to make it really easy for parents to reach out to us. We need to come the majority of the way toward them. Uh, I love Orange um, and that just the idea of collaboration. I've been able to interview a few people from Orange on my podcast, and you know, one thing I I love about that, um, as well as other youth content organizations, is it highlights the sound biblical principle that parents are the main disciple makers of their students, right? Um, you know, I have a meeting with my new parents and students when they're coming into junior high in the ministry. And I lay out, you know, hours wise, when your student is here at church in the worship service, with our youth programming camps, mission trips, hours wise in six to seven years, they're going to spend a maximum of six months here at church. So there's no way that we as the church with with youth workers, people who are biblically and theologically trained can fully train and disciple and raise um, your students. Go back to the Ten Commandments, Deuteronomy 6, all throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament. It's very clear that parents are the main ones. So when we as youth workers reach out and say, hey, here's our schedule. Here's what we talked about today on Sunday morning. uh Probably the greatest thing that parents can do to connect with the youth ministry is to respond and to not be afraid to push back because we uh, in ministry, depending on the size of your ministry, whether you have 20 kids, whether you have 200 kids in your ministry, we're always trying to, aim for the middle. right? When you have a freshman and a senior in the same room, you're trying to make sure that nothing is too over the head or way too low and basic for students. That's probably the approach that we take with parents as well. We're trying just to give them some good nuggets, some good things they can use in conversation. But we shouldn't be afraid as parents to be able to push back and say, hey, you know, these questions are great, but we've talked about this as a family. And I know that John or Sarah, that they're really struggling with this specific issue, and I'm not really seeing that. Do you have any resources that could help us with that? Do you have any activities or any good questions I can ask my student when I take them to yogurt, when I'm driving them to soccer practice, those right. kind of things? So being able to not just say, Yep, I got your email, thanks, or dropping them off and Talking for a minute or two to the youth worker to be able to actually respond and not be afraid to ask questions. There are no dumb questions. You know, you need to be able to be clear because even if something is put in an email as a parent, you have so many things going on. Don't be afraid to ask questions or to push back on what the youth ministers and youth workers give you because it's our job to help you as a parent be able to have the resources that we can best give you to help raise your kids.
0: Right. Wow. That's that's a that's a great answer. So thanks, brother.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, and, and I love that and to kind of keep going on this issue. Uh I feel like youth pastors see themselves as when we supply things to parents or to family at home, uh, it's often like, Well, for parents, maybe it can feel like a dump truck or a fire hydrant, like, here's all the stuff we're doing. And, you know, right. the parents thinking I got 20 minutes with my kid at dinner time, um, and when I'm driving him here, this is way too much. How am I supposed to whittle this down? What am I supposed to do with it? Um, and as I mentioned in my example, sometimes it might not be what they actually need for their students or family, but they're right. afraid to reach out. So, Jeremy, you know, as we're both parents um, and we've dealt with parents and been teenagers ourselves. What are the types of resources or content that you think families need from us in youth ministry, but they don't often get
0: or it gets overlooked? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. But I, before I answer it, I would like to say, how crazy is it that we're both parents? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, You got one it's, really cute little kid, a little deacon. Yeah,
1: yeah man, I, I'm a I'm biased, but uh, yeah, I think he's the best. And dude, I remember. When you were my intern, when I was a senior in high school, like just chilling and we're thinking about, man, are we like both of us ever ever going to get married? And who you are with the awesome handful of kids, house full of kids who are spitting image of you and Heather. And dude, it's a lot of fun to watch you. all
0: Back in the day when we used to uh, climb Camelback Mountain, um, doing some crazy stuff. Oh man, so many
1: stories. We need to have another episode podcast. just to like... <laughs> just to like share those things. Yeah. Trying to escape the pickup helicopter. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Because I really want to know, um, what the story is behind that license plate on the, on the, um, shelf there behind you. Yeah.
1: I have that, (laughs) you know, I usually have it there on my shelf, but I wanted to make sure it was in the camera shot, (laughs) you
0: know, Uh, yeah.
1: So when I interned for you, um, uh, in for you know, down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, I had a long, big fro and just like a little chin fuzz right here. And one of the students randomly just kind of looked at me and said, You kind of look like tummus. Like, <laughs> hmm, okay. And that year, for the camp video, if you remember, uh, we shot. A video and i went to joanne's fabrics and got some brown fur and stapled and glued it to some old pair of jeans and so many things i regret about that video um and uh, pants. <laughs> oh man i should have had a lot more on than what i did uh and uh you know so i was tumness for uh not just the video but uh to lead the talent show and I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I made up that I had an invisible flute and I dropped it. And so where is it? Oh, there it is. And no one can see it. And, uh, (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, I kind of rocked the, uh, thing. And at the time I actually had a license plate. Another one. When I was in Florida that said white man fro. (laughs) And ironically, I didn't get the Arizona Tumnus plate until I was living here in Texas. But I still wow. had my long hair at that time during my first year that I lived here. And then I got rid of it and sad to say that it's gone for good. But uh, yeah, those were some good times, man. Those are some good. So times.
0: to answer your question, because I do have an answer for your question, I just had to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. You you said like, what about like, what kind of resources can uh, should should would would be helpful for parents that mm-hmm. are sometimes overlooked or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So one thing that I think is 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 very helpful for all levels of parents is um, there are resources that are out there that help you understand where your kid is at the age they're at because they're developing from you know kindergarten to to um, to. Senior in high school, there are different levels and there are mile markers that happen um, from kindergarten to first grade, you know, from first grade to second grade, from you know, from there to fifth grade. And when they go from fifth grade to sixth grade, a lot of stuff changes. And then from middle school to high school, tons of stuff changes, change. And then. From like ninth grade to 10th grade. A lot of times, 10th grade is when they get their driver's license. So there's huge bits of change. And then when they, and and so on. So there are some resources out there that help parents understand what their kid is going through while they're at that certain age, whether they're in first grade, third grade, fifth grade, or whether they're in middle school, or whether they're in high school, 10th grade. So I think that would be a resource that would be incredible to parents. Um, even if youth ministries maybe helped to put it out there in bite-sized chunks to put it out there as posts to put it out there as blogs to put it out there um, as as uh, training resources to parents when you do maybe a youth weekend maybe do a little parenting weekend mm-hmm. and help parents understand um, what their kids are going on going at uh, going through um, through the whatever level they're at so I think that'd be a good resource for parents um, the second, the second thing that will be good for parents, I think, is some sort of resource to help them um, know how to have or guide them through having um, difficult or big conversations. Um, how do I share the gospel with my kid? Um, how do I talk to my kid about purity? Um, there's like passport to purity and going on a trip with your kid and what kind of those kinds of things. There's um, there's a there's a, a curriculum called um, raising a modern day knight. You know, it's working with dads and working with their kids and working with them through certain things that they might need to become a better man of God. Um, So some of those resources of having difficult conversations, like what to, you know, how to to, uh, discuss um, having a boyfriend or girlfriend, um, how to discuss sexuality, how to have that conversation, um, what to do when your kid messes up um how to kind of guide them through some of those conversations how to move them from from kind of controlling when they're younger can you say i can i can control these things with my kid towards releasing that control as they get older and letting them make their own decisions and moving from controlling to guiding them so some of those conversations some of those big big rock conversations i think a lot of times parents they don't know how to have the conversation. They say, "I know I need to have that conversation, but I just don't really know how to do it. or they or they try to have that conversation, and it just goes horribly wrong. So maybe some sort of um guides to um, help them have some of those big rock conversations I think would be uh, would be really important,
1: yeah, I totally agree. yeah, totally agree. that you know, i I love the bite-sized chunks because. You know, you and I uh, were kind of raised to where those big milestone conversations, sexuality, for example, is just kind of like a, here's a one-time talk and now you know everything. It really should be a gradual as they're growing with a lot of different issues because, you know, as they grow and, you know, the brain frontal cortex really until you're 25 doesn't really stop growing and developing. And so if you tell them something at eight, 12, 15, they'll need to know again in a different way because they've grown in how they think. And so it should be a dialogue and that's what you want with your kids, right? You want a dialogue. You don't want to, okay, right. say, here listen to this one thing. You want them to feel like they can come to you. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So on, on, on that note, I've got a, another um, kind of question. So some of these parents might want to be engaging their, their kids with these, with these things, but then there might be some parents that are out there who are not really engaged getting their kids engaged in church. And so you're the youth ministry maverick and you're all about youth ministry. We're both doing youth ministry, but the idea is the, the question is for a parent who, who might say, you know what, I really don't have a, a, a huge value for church or youth ministry. Um, but I do want to build a stronger family. Um, and my kid maybe either had a bad experience or maybe we just don't really want to go to church, but everybody says, y'all, you got to come to church. You got to come to church. What is it that my, that will help my help me build a stronger family if I send my kid to the youth ministry, or how can the, my, me sending my kid to the youth ministry help me build a stronger family?
1: Yeah, that is a great question, great question. Uh, and the way I would approach that idea is maybe not in these words, but when you talk and engage with those parents, you know, you'll highlight, you know, your teenagers have these handful of great teachers at school or great coaches, you know, these adults in their life who um, they don't just try and teach them the content or how to kick a football. Like you can tell they actually want to invest in who they are. And while there are a lot of those great teachers because of just how much they have in their schedule, everything else they had to do outside of those times in their classroom or on the field, they might not have that much time to connect with them Youth ministries, that's what we're built for. We're built, yeah. we are built for when they're with us like at church, but then when they are at their game, when they are going through something hard, when they are hanging out with their friends, when they're having lunch at school, you know, we can be there to help invest in them. And it doesn't matter if it's sociologists who are who aren't Christians or who are Christians, all of them agree that the more. Positive adult influences your student right. has in their lives the long- term effects are exponentially positive in ways that it doesn't matter if you have like none but they have all this structure and all these good rules and whatever else. you want all of these adults in their life who are investing in them who care about them not just because it's in their job description or they're fulfilling something, but because they really want you to do it and Of course, the the one more positive note for that is what we are rooted in. Our foundation at the church in Christ is better than any label, association, talent, gift, or whatever else that a teacher or a coach is able to um, build upon. But we're able to give them a basis for life, for conflict resolution, for dealing with hard things. Yeah, they might have a tough experience at church how many tough experiences daily are they having at school that they're not telling you about? Right. How many uh, tough experiences are they having You know, when they will launch and go to college or go off to a job? They're going to face a lot of hard things. So yeah, uh, facing hard things, especially at, at the church where maybe the idea should be, well, you shouldn't, face hard things at church, but the church is full of imperfect people, right? It's not a place where we have it all together. It's a hospital for people who are broken. You have the broken leading the broken, as Henry Nouwen says. And uh, But the way that we are investing in those students and their students in particular, just as a good coach or teacher does, is really to help them in a holistic, well-rounded way to invest in them as a person and to grow them as a follower of Christ, but because of how we're aimed that way with Christ, they will see um, other effects of how their student responds to things, processes things. Part of that, as we just said, is honoring your parents, right? And so that is a huge plus, but it goes so much more than just the hour on Sunday morning. It's wherever they are, we can be a resource for them. We can help those parents wherever they are too. So it's, it's a lot that we can do for them.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, I'd like, before we get to the last question, I'd like to just take a minute and ask people if you're getting any value out of this video, Um, we just ask you to like it. Give us a, give us a thumbs up. If you could subscribe to Shepherd at Home, Um, just uh, search Shepherd at Home on YouTube. If you're checking out Jeff's um, or search uh, Youth Ministry Maverick, give us a like, give us a subscribe and, or even if you would share it because there's all sorts of youth ministers out there um, who could probably benefit from this there's also tons of families out there and parents out there who could benefit from this so if you wouldn't mind um, giving us a like subscribe share smash that bell if that's the sort of thing you're into um, then uh, and and so you won't ever miss a video that we've put out there so Jeff one last question
1: yeah man uh, so talking about parents talking about how we can convince them? How we can meet them where they're at with their needs or their skepticism? You know, um, and we talked about earlier how we should be encouraging parents as the primary disciple makers of their students. But all of us know who who work in youth ministry um, that we have students whose parents will never darken the door of a church and. They might not just be, well, I'm not sure about church because my kid has a hard time. They might be actively against the idea of church. And there are students who don't have one or both of their biological parents even in the picture. They're in jail. They left when they were five. They bounced around the um, foster system. You know, they're living with their grandparents uh, or uncle who's kind of out of the, he's not really attached to their lives. How can we help? those students in a different way because we're not also able to circle back and engage with their parents. We just have them. And so they have other needs the students don't. How can youth workers um, help those students whose family situation is just tragic and hard?
0: Well there's a there's a bunch of ways. And that's that's really the heart of what we're doing here is just helping kids through their through their struggles. One of the big things is um, when you have kids who are going through heavy stuff. Maybe their parents aren't involved, and all this sort of stuff. Sometimes just being there for them. Sometimes just being there, um, showing up to the ball game, just um, listening to their struggles. Stand ten minutes after church and just listening um, can be a huge. Uh, a huge ministry to them. So sometimes just saying I'm not scared of what you're going through, I'm not scared of what your situation is. I had a kid one time. I didn't really know him very well. He's sitting in the back of the youth room and I walked up to the back. I walked up to him and I said I said, um, hey, hey, uh, buddy, tell me about your your home situation. You know, tell me about what what what's going on at home, what where do you live, this sort of thing. I was just trying to get to know him. And he says, "Oh, you don't want to hear. It's it's complicated." I says, eh, just try me, you know?" And um he's proceeded to tell me a situation that was very complicated, <laughs> very complicated in how he is where he lives, who he lives with, whether it's his stepmom and all that sort of stuff, and I was like, and I was like, Wow, uh, that is complicated I am and I just gotta say I'm so glad that you're here, that you're still engaging um I'm glad you know I'm glad to, to be here with you, but the idea is that i didn't say i I wasn't scared of that complicated scenario that he's got. And so just kind of showing kids that you're not scared of what they're going through, I think goes a long way. Um, another thing is that I think we should as youth workers work very hard not to undermine, um, the parents, uh, authority, um, and not to put them down. Cause there's a lot of parents that are, are unengaged, but they're still their parents. Yep, so we yep. still need to encourage them to honor your mother and father. Maybe share the gospel with your mother and father, maybe pray for them, love them. You be, you lead them in the ways that Jesus should be. Um, instead of saying, Oh yeah, you got that. Yeah, you, 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 must really have a crappy parent, you know, instead of, instead of re, re, like, under my oh, you know, what, probably shouldn't should, that's, that's probably not a good way to parent instead of undermining them. Instead of kind of not supporting them, we need to, be careful of that to try and still support the parents, support them as their, as the authority role that they have and um, help them come, come together, you know? Um, and then the last thing I would say is, is when you have a kid whose parents are really unengaged, maybe they're really not really involved in church. I think that that just um, puts the, the weight of what we're doing on us to say you may be the only Jesus that person ever sees. You may be um, the only influence that that kid ever has. You may be the only one that ever encouraged that kid to go ahead and wear a tie to your graduation, you know, cause nobody's telling them to, um, you may be the one that gets to influence that kid um, in a positive way. And so, um, so a, a lot of times kids don't have anybody guiding them through those young years, helping them to understand how to navigate through life. And so, lean in and don't be scared of the situation, but lean in and, um, and I think that we can all be better for it.
1: Yeah. Love it, man. That sounds good. Um, Thanks for uh, arranging this and uh, watching can tell uh, I am Mr. Podcast audio only with my massive headphones, not great video quality. And Jeremy is all set up for video uh, but man, this is a lot of fun. Uh, I've had you on as a guest on my podcast before. Yep. Always glad to connect, bro. Uh, love what you're doing. And, uh, I love this shepherd at home venture. And, uh, I know it's impacting families from the comments, and everything I can see. And so I pray that God continues to use you in that. Cool, man. Great chatting with
0: you too. And, um, God bless you, brother. Don't do anything too crazy. <laughs> Go love That's on right. that little deacon baby. You got there. Yeah. Thanks, bro. All right. Talk to you soon, man. See ya. Bye.
1: That concludes today's episode. Thanks again to Jeremy for arranging this. The links to his Facebook page and YouTube channel for Shepherd at Home are in the show notes. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. And be sure to follow us on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find those social media handles and more at our website, youthministrymaverick.com. There you will also find some guest bios, a comprehensive list of all of our episodes and show notes, some ministry partners to help you in your own ministry, an online store to support the podcast, published articles by me, and more. So be sure to visit our website for those things. Also, we really love when people give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Apple is the biggest podcast streamer, and it really helps boost our visibility when people give us a good review. So if you go there and give us a review, not just a rating, but a review, take a screenshot of it before you hit submit and send it to me. And as a thank you, I will send you a card with some merchandise that you can't buy on our online store. So be sure to do that. Well, that's all for now. So until next time, thanks again for listening. Adios.